Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is back. He was at the CPAC bowing to the golden statue, and now he has returned. No, and I, I want a news story written about my defense of President Trump today. You wrote one when John attacked him. I want a story about my defense. Are news your, story. You going to put that on the news? Well, are your comments newsworthy? They certainly will be. Since when? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't uh, my think comments so. are always newsworthy. <laughs> yes, we had a uh, actual free-thinking, independent, ultra-intelligent right, the kind Republican. of guy you like, a Republican who doesn't like President Trump. Well, and who also listens to many, many ideas and defends Republican ideals. And I'll tell you what, your audience had a meltdown yesterday. I bet they, <laughs> they did. They couldn't take it. I heard oh, part of God. it. I was melting down. <laughs> and I wasn't feeling well anyway. And still, I'm having a little side effects from my second coronavirus shot. All right, we'll talk about that in a little no, bit. No, let's not. All right, we're not going to talk about <laughs> Joe's bad health. Let's here. talk to Dan Mew. Dan's on the phone. Ask for and receive an opportunity to talk to our U.S. Congressman, Dan Muser, 9th District. Uh, is Dallas, Pennsylvania the town that you're in when you are at home? Hey, good morning to you. Uh, yes, uh, Dallas, the original Dallas, by the way. They, they uh, copied off of us over in uh, that little state of Texas. <laughs> yes, Dallas is at home, but... I'm in my, uh, I won't even call it my home away from home, but I'm in Washington, D.C. Uh, right now. All right. Well, Just thank walk. you. Thank you for checking in. We really appreciate that. Really a lot of talk about President Trump's comeback. Uh, I think that was the start of a comeback. I'm sure about that over the weekend and the uh, CPAC adulation of the president. Your reaction to that, you watched that uh, over the weekend as well. Oh, were you there, Dan? No, I was not there. Uh, I had a busy weekend in uh, Pennsylvania, and as a matter of fact, Nancy Pelosi had us uh, voting in the middle of the night for $1.9 trillion spending bill to 2.30 in the morning the Friday night before. So, um, And then I had a number of events in, um, throughout the district on, um, on, on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, But I did watch it. And yeah, look, I thought it was uh, strong. I mean, you know, President Trump I, is... Uh, looked confident. Uh, he was clear. Uh, he was certainly telling it like it is, as he does. And, you know, some, some people uh, love it and see it as uh, a man just speaking the truth and, and patriotic and have a, having a great American spirit. And, um, and, and the, the policies, let's face it, that he talks about are in the interest of, in my view, the vast majority, if not all Americans. Um, now, clearly, you know, the, the, the president's not everybody's cup of tea on how his uh, how he presents. But I got to tell you, I got to know him personally. Uh, I, I think very highly of him. And I also think, or I know, his policies move America and Americans in the, in the right direction. Well, do you think, uh, I think most of us were pleased to hear him say he's not going to start another political party. 
Um, do you think he can be the kingmaker or the king the next time out? Or do you, do you think it's his choice? Or do you think circumstances might intervene? Well, yeah, uh, there's no question he was not going to make an, another party. Look, we're the Republican Party. Uh, we're the party of Lincoln. Uh, we're the party of we the people. They're the party of special interests. Uh, we're the party that talks about the land of opportunity. They talk about big government. And we talk about the Constitution. They use the Constitution as a tool when it suits their purpose. We're, we're, we're very, very different um, uh, directions and plans. And that's what's important. What's important is, look, President Trump is going to be part of this party. What, 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 what type of part or what role he plays is, is really going to be up to him, uh, but also the people. We need to prove to the vast majority of Americans that, what, that we are the party they, they want to be a part of, that reflects their views, reflects their values, and what is in the short-term and, and long-term best interest of America and we need to be talking about adding, adding believers, adding patriots, uh, adding those who, who ask themselves not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Those, those people, in, in fact, Kennedy Democrats, uh, um, we, those who, those are the people we want to be part of the Republican Party. We're going to be the, we're going to be the big tent. Well, uh, well, the Democrats, frankly, look like the big top. <laughs> Hard to believe those words were spoken by a Democratic president, isn't it? They're so yeah. antithetical right. to the way the Democrats behave today in Washington. Yes, yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're pushing bills. I mean, it's $1.9 trillion uh, spending debacle uh, that even Democrat economists say is two, if not three times too high. Look, they could have done something that got some Republican support, but they chose not to. Uh, because they just want to jam through their $2 trillion wish list. Uh, they're working on something now, Mark and Joe and to your listeners, this H.R. 1 that they, that they passed in the last Congress, which went nowhere in the Senate, and I'm, and I'm very certain this will go nowhere in the Senate, thank God, but it's a complete federal takeover of state and local elections. I mean, it, it's madness. I mean, they're going to be using taxpayer dollars to pay for campaigns, no ID requirement, universal ballots everywhere, even in states that don't allow it, like Pennsylvania. We, we allow no excuse, uh, which is highly contestable and may be overturned, but no excuse uh, mail-in ballots, but at least they're requested, um, or absentee ballots, I should say, but they want to give everybody universal ballots, no ID requirements, and make legal ballot harvesting. They, and they actually put in that when you ballot harvest, the number, the, any quantity. Somebody can go out and gather up any quantity of ballots, and that's, that's A-OK. Something doesn't sound A-OK to me on that. <laughs> well, let's go back to the uh, so-called stimulus bill. What's really happening there? It's obviously not a stimulus bill, unless, of course, you happen to be somebody who's a, a money lender to the U.S. Uh, what's really happening? Is this supposed to be President Biden's big first victory, the fact that he can get this through Congress? You know, behind, what, what's really happening? Well, um, unfortunately, I'm not sure President Biden knows what's really happening. Uh, but that's uh, that's another story. Uh, $3.7 trillion has already been spent in dealing with the pandemic. Um, a, a trillion of that money has yet to make its way in, into the economy 
and, and, and where it's intended to go. They, the, the Democrats talk about this bill like it, it's going to defeat and combat uh, the, the, the virus and get the vaccine out. Yet less than 1% of the funding in this bill is actually going towards a vaccine. Uh, we've done we've done studies and, and calculated the amount of money states need to gain back the amount of revenue they lost during the course of the COVID, and it's in the neighborhood of it's a big number, but it's in the neighborhood of 160 billion. This bill gives states 350 billion, and to make matters even even more um, uh, upsetting is that they base the formula for states on unemployment rather than on population. So the states that had the most significant shutdowns, like New York and California, are going to get even more because their because their uh, unemployment is so high. So there's a lot of nonsense in here. I'll even just add this. We offered them an amendment the other night, 2 o'clock in the morning. Nancy Pelosi earmarked $140 million dollars for a, a railway, uh, a subway in her district. We said, hey, you know what, in this amendment, let's take that $140 million and put it towards uh, a mental, um, um, excuse me, therapy for young people, for children. The Democrats voted it down. They said, no, we, we don't want that $140 million to go towards mental health for young children. We want it to stay for Nancy Pelosi's uh, subway to nowhere. So that's what we're dealing with. And it's a a lot of good reasons why we've got to um, gain more support for for Republicans so we can can focus on making America the America that we know and love and uh, will continue to fight for. Do you have an alternative for Chuck Schumer's bridge? You know, we, we didn't issue that, that amendment, but I could think of about a, about 170 million better ideas than his 170 million bridge uh, out uh, to Canada. Well, and I think in Pennsylvania we're talking about tolling a bunch of bridges, so a federal uh, assistance there opportunity exists to help that instead. Did Republicans come up with common sense revisions or their own bill or something that would really help the pandemic and and really counter what uh, the Democrats moved forward? Yeah, we look, whenever we oppose something, or at least I do, and the vast majority of us in the House, we, we offer an alternative. And we, we had, we had a, a bicameral uh, alternative with many uh, Republican senators, including people like Mitt Romney and Susan Collins, those who are deemed as, as moderate. Uh, they, they laughed at some of these, these numbers in this bill, and uh, they offered something that was about half the size. And then even perhaps with triggers, if, if need be, down the line, a year from now, uh, if, if, if it was necessary, but not just a, a, a gigantic level of spending uh, that raises our, our, our uh, nation's debt into the $30 trillion range. And, you know, young people ought to be, ought to be very, very concerned about the fact that they're going to be the ones paying this back. Right. 
Well, Dan, the uh, squad has suggested that the Senate ignore the advice of their own parliamentarian who says that the minimum wage has no price, place rather in this reconciliation bill. Uh, the Democrats are running out of options to get that 15 bucks in there. Is it possible they'll come back to the House and try and work on a compromise? And is a compromise possible at some level below $15 an hour? Yeah, and, and to answer your question, look, a, a, a compromises are always worthy of discussion. Uh, the, the free market during the Trump years and during many other years uh, drove up wages, and because we strengthened our economy and the demand for workers was going up, businesses were expanding, so therefore employees, good employees, wages were rapidly increasing. And, but on the same note, if, if we had a discussion on something far more reasonable than leaping forward to $15, which, by the way, I, I have not found one report that did not show that this would cost jobs in the end, cost a lot of jobs. The CBO, which has no axe to grind on this issue, tries to offer objective information, states that it'll cost over, over a million jobs. And during this pandemic, if we're trying to get people back to work, and create opportunity. But here's the thing. You know, the squad and many Democrats thought it was a good idea just to wave off and ignore uh, the, uh, the, the Senate and House rules. But look around at everything that they're doing. Look at our border right now. Why is it that we have to have such levels of disorder? We had things working well. Uh, it was, it was, it, there, was a, there was a good system in place, thanks to President Trump, now they're disbanding all of that. Look at our past election. Look, I'm not going to get into all the irregular actions that took place, but the fact remains that we had a rogue Secretary of State under the direction of the governor that, that, that changed election rules along the way when it's clear that the state legislator has that authority. That's wrong. That's disorderly. That is not in line with law and order, and it's certainly not in line with the Constitution. The Constitution is, is something to be followed and, and to be, uh, serve as a rule book. Again, not serve as a, uh, as a tool to be utilized or quoted uh, when it suits your purpose. So you would support a compromise on the minimum wage, you know, eight fifty an hour, nine fifty an hour, something in that well, region? You're talking 11, usually. Yeah, I, I, look, what I would do is I would talk to small business. I would talk to the NFIB. I would talk to the chambers. I would get a consensus. And if they felt that we could get a max minute, you would, that would not be hurtful. That, that was innocuous in that those wages were there, more or less, from a starting standpoint. But then you got to go to some other places. Let's talk about, um, let, let's talk about uh, uh, right there, Knobles. Right when you're bringing in part-time workers, I mean, every young kid or, 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 or older kid, for crying out loud, young person in the summer or in the season wants to work there, and and the Knobel family hires. They they hire everybody for crying out loud. But but these are starting wages. If they do well, they move up. These are jobs to enjoy, uh, to be outside, to uh, help at the logs. And everything else, and then have and then have three hundred and fifty bucks at the end of the week to show for it. Um, you know, if you raise that where their average is say eight dollars, nine dollars, you raise that to fifteen dollars. No, the Knobles aren't going to be hiring. They're going to be automating. 
they're going to be, um, it's not going to be as fun a job for those kids. Uh, let's uh, switching gears for a minute and let's talk about the southern border because I heard in an interview yesterday with the new director of Homeland Security when he was asked if there was a crisis at the border he said no there's a challenge at the border um, and uh, I know some reporters had asked for permission to go down and take some photographs and of course the Homeland Security people won't allow that on the on the premise that there's a pandemic going on of course now it can be safe to do that but I guess they don't want pictures of kids in containers do you find the what Biden is doing now at the border to be bad or good? And I think I know the answer, but please eliminate. <laughs> um, I, I think it is uh, uh, terrible. I think it is tragic. I think it is it is so um, misunderstood by his administration. They have no idea uh, the, I call them, unintended consequences of the actions that they are taking. It took a while for the president to get, President Trump that is, to get things in order. I've been to the border. I talked to the Customs and Border Patrol. Um, walls and barriers do work. Um, having the asylum within Mexico was a great idea. And the relationship that President Trump formed with the Mexican president, where they provide Mexico military along the northern, their, their northern and southern border, enormously curtailed what was a crisis um, into what could be called a challenge. The idea, you know, these guys are great wordsmiths. Holy cow, their, their, their ability to, 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 uh, to come up with sound bites. A challenge, they're, what they're doing is by encouraging and allowing for this catch and release, they're now encouraging very, very unfortunate and, and poor families with their children to come to America, which we, we get, right? We're the land of opportunity. But we need to set it up in an orderly way, high fences but wide gates, which has really been our policy over time. But by this ridiculous enticement of a 100-day moratorium and, and, and unaccompanied minors um, allowed in, I mean, people are taking their children up and, and, and having them cross the Rio Grande. And I will tell you this. Okay, and this is the truth. This is nothing exaggerated. They're largely being funded by drug cartels. There is no doubt about this. Any CBP, any police down there, it is, it is a fact. Drug cartels love the idea of mass amount of people coming across desperately. They use them as distractions and they use them as mules, all the while charging them for their quote-unquote help. It's a disaster. That was greatly mitigated, mitigated, and Biden, President Biden, is is uh, bringing, uh, is causing a huge disaster on the southern border. Well, Dan, we'll give you the last word. Is there anything we didn't ask you that you want to comment on this morning? Well, I would just say that, um, yeah, the Republican Party. We we need to prove that we are the party of of, of, of the people. Uh, I, I think I think for the most part, people appreciate that. Uh, we, we really need to keep the faith. Um, Pennsylvania has a long way to go. Um, we, we've got some important elections coming up. Elections have consequences, but I like to say elections have benefits. And we have to look at uh, some uh, judge races we have this year. Very important. Everybody's got to do everything they can to help. And then we've got to make sure we keep, uh, since, since Pat Toomey is stepping down, we've got to make sure we keep that Senate seat. 
And I will tell everybody this, it's going to be so important that we get the right governor in Pennsylvania so, so we can turn Pennsylvania into the new Texas, so we can make Pennsylvania leader among, among states. And we have a plan for Pennsylvania to put us in the top ten, not in the bottom ten, as uh, the current governor is doing. So, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, uh, getting through this, uh, fighting off uh, some of the real radical left initiatives, offering reasonable alternatives, and focused on Pennsylvania and making it as great as it can be for, for all Pennsylvanians. So, hey, I really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to be with you. Yeah, keep in touch. Thank you so much. If you see Congressman Keller down there, tell him we said hello, and uh, we will talk to you again. So please hey, stay. Yeah, I will. It doesn't get any better than Fred Keller, I'll tell you that. He's great. <laughs> well, you've got an open mic here anytime, Dan. Thanks a lot for calling in. Thank you. Take care. Uh, so U.S. Congressman Dan Muser, 9th District, lives in Dallas, Pennsylvania, and actually moved so he could stay within the district after the court-mandated redistricting uh, jostled uh, the districts prior to his uh, election to Congress. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. If you wish to comment on anything that Congressman Muser had to say or from our good program yesterday, call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We have some emails uh, waiting, and we have one call coming in. So all of this has uh, begun. We want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They were kind enough to bring a copy of the Ford Bronco up to our studios uh, yesterday. So we had the vehicle in the studio. And if there's one thing we have learned, that this is a great vehicle. It's bigger than it looks. And it's probably about 110 inches long. Two-liter, four-cylinder, turbocharged EcoBoost motor. You're going to get about 26 miles of the gallon on the higher uh, highway or higher if you put it into the Eco mode. It has six GOAT modes, uh, one of which is for crawling over precipitous rocks. So that would be a great one uh, for me to drive in. But it also has a slippery mode, mud, sand, sport, Eco, and normal. That's the one that Joe would ride with all the time, or he'd probably choose sport because that turbocharges the engine all the time but power moonroof just a nice car perfect for a growing family uh, of course all-wheel drive it is in fact a ford bronco and this one is a mannequin it's the base from which you would select the bronco that you want then they order it up in a matter of weeks your ford bronco comes in the mail and they would just uh, love uh, to super serve you in that way at the sunbury motor company sunburymotors.com will be a great uh, starting point for you to purchase your next vehicle When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
All right, welcome back. Uh, Mike has been waiting, so we'll take the caller before the top of the hour. Should get a couple of minutes in. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I wanted to call in yesterday, but I couldn't get through. But um, And I've called and, and I've asked this question several times. And I don't understand how, like, the, the guys who call in and they're quoting the Bible, and I support their right to do that, but they're quoting the Bible. They're talking about uh, Trump being, you know, in line with biblical uh, teachings. I don't understand how they get by his statements regarding women. And, I mean, they're outrageous statements. They tell you a lot about a person, but nobody ever responds to that. They say it's his personality. And second comment for today is, when I, you know, Dan Muser, when you have him on, you need to get on somebody who can push back. Because every time he gets himself in a position where he can speak, Nobody's pushing back, and he makes some outrageous statements. Who can live on that? Even the minimum wage that they're suggesting—it's—it's it's really a sucky wage, you know. I'd like to know when these people say it's not going to work. Well, what do they suggest people do to get a better wage? If I think they would. The employer. I think they would suggest they get more training and more skills to earn a, lot, a larger salary and be, bring more value to the table. These are entry-level positions. They aren't designed to be uh, family-sustaining wages for people at the very start of their careers. These are intended to give them a start, to give them work experience, and, and then hopefully as they develop more talent, more ability, get more education, then they get the higher-paying jobs. Well, that could be part of it, but you know, having been in business, I can tell you that the obligation of business is to make as much money in, as possible, and the way you do it is either by through your employees, pay them less, or figure out how to skirt some regulations. That's how most businesses do it. I disagree with you. I think there are other options. I think you can figure out how to serve your customers better and make yourself stand out in a world full of clutter well, yeah, by offering do, a better value. You could do like we do, super serve your customers with new products and wherever the market can sustain well, a good business. Well, one thing now, just You're one gonna thing. Have to, after, the, after the break, can you defend for me Trump's stance on his stance about women. Absolutely, we will. We will. Call back. Call back. I will justify that, and then you'll understand why we Lutherans have weekly confession. This is (laughs) WKOK Sunday. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. We've got four open lines right now. You've been yelling at the radio for the past three or four days, so now's your opportunity to yell at, yell, us. Yell at us, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I should think about these things before I start to say them. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. 
Radio.com and text us at 70236. Some very brief news headlines. We're right at around 300 outages in Snyder Union or Thummel and Montour counties right now, 150 or so in Snyder County and 150 or so in uh, Northumberland County. It's because of the high winds. So wind speeds clock between 40 and 50 miles an hour during the overnight hours, and that brought down some tree limbs and branches, and that brought down some wires. And therein lies the uh, outages that we're still experiencing right now. We should enjoy diminished winds as the day progresses. State troopers at Stonington say they had to investigate a tragic incident yesterday. A woman hit by a train, 21-year-old Felicia Hawker of Dalmatia, died in the incident. Volunteers were summoned uh, to that uh, scene. One person, Joseph Hornberger, arrested yesterday in Shemokin after a stabbing. Victim taken to the hospital, thought to be life-threatening injuries, according to initial reports. We'll keep you posted about that. Hornberger set for an arraignment uh, today. Yesterday, if you were listening, uh, Mr. John Meckley was on our show, community leader, Republican, uh, said it is time for Republicans to open up the tent and to uh, listen to all voices and include more young people and to have a Republican Party that's more inclusive. That's a bad message for us as a party to send out. The core of the Republican Party is about character and building character and engendering in communities a sense of well-being and doing what's right so that we can all lift each other up, so that we all have a sense of opportunity. You can hear all of his remarks on the WKOK podcast page. A brief COVID-19 updates. The outbreaks that were taking place at Bucknell University and SCI Cole Township are nearing an end. They're down to almost single digits on those campuses where they had hundreds at both institutions. State officials say they are considering a plan to move teachers up in the vaccine line into 1A. They're in 1B. The goal, according to the governor, would be to make sure that teachers are able to teach in classroom. Of course, around here, many schools are already teaching safely, many hundreds of days uh, behind them with a safe teaching uh, underway in local schools, but some schools are still closed. Pennsylvania yesterday eased uh, some of the restrictions. Indoor and outdoor events can have a few more people. <clears throat> the governor also eliminating an out-of-state uh, travel restriction uh, in Pennsylvania. And finally, more women than men lost their job during the pandemic. Women made up 55% of the jobs lost. A new list gives the best and worst states for females based on earnings, health care, and homicide rates for women. Uh, Minnesota, Maine, and Vermont at the top of the list. The bottom, Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi. New lists out today. Our previous caller, Mike, asked some questions. We can chat about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Actually, Mike's back. <laughs> Oh. Well, let me answer his, his questions first. One was related. How can uh, individuals of deep faith reconcile their support for President Trump? And I honestly think ultra-conservative individuals just don't hear the lies. They don't hear uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the remarks uh, that uh, Trump was doing as being anything other than just pointed remarks uh, towards somebody. You know, the well, racist attitudes, the sexist attitudes. They really just don't see it. I bias doesn't allow them to see it. I hear people on the left saying, speak your truth, speak your truth. 
So that's what he's doing. That's right. what it they're really, doing. It, it really helped in the last election. So we're glad. To, it, yes, we're glad <laughs> that. Yes, if nothing else, it, it, you know, I said this is the beginning of the pandemic. We're going to really see who everyone really is. We already knew who President Trump really was. And, of course, if you love his, his Republican policies, that, that's great. But we saw who he really was as a person. Now this opens it up in 2024. Okay. You can get a president in there that will really hold up true Republican ideals and be a person of well, faith and a person of high integrity. Let's talk about the differences here in, in, in integrity, if you will. President Trump got a lot of flack because of things he said to Billy Bush on a bus when long before he was running for president of the United States. And to this day, people on the left hang their hats on right, that. Yeah, he wants to grab women. But now what about what about Governor Cuomo? Here's a guy that if he were Republican, oh, the media would be screaming bloody murder. Three, three women have come forward, some with photographic evidence showing his disdain for women. And yet, do you hear the left calling him out? Do you hear them saying, get rid of him? Do you see, hear them? Can you imagine what would happen if that was Brett Kavanaugh, whose only accuser was from his high school days? All right. We have some callers on the line and some emails. <laughs> you don't want to respond to <laughs> no, that. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> portraying what you're describing. Uh, yeah, I understand Governor Cuomo's in, in deep trouble. And uh, even Democrats are calling for him to step down now. So, yeah, this is the end of Cuomo as we now know him. Uh, he can seek elected office later, as President Trump was able to really show it is possible to have life after accusation, as Brett Kavanaugh has proven. Uh, and I think Americans... But they still refer to Brett Kavanaugh. The left still refers to him as a uh, some sort of... Accused sex offender. Yeah, right, sex accused. offender, right. I mean, well, well, he appointed a sex offender. Well, that's their opportunity. But, um, you know, I honestly think people are very forgiving and ca- can show a lot of grace, particularly if you've shown a lot of remorse. Or, in Brett Kavanaugh's case, I think most most people who supported him just didn't believe it, or they, or they thought it was just too old, you know, or they even thought maybe in my past, boy, what did I do in high school oh, that was terrible, but you know. bear in mind, the Me Too movement started over pretty much Brett Kavanaugh and all the people saying, well, believe the survivors. <laughs> well, we believe the survivors when the accusee, or the, acu- the accused, <laughs> is a Republican. That was the lie detector. We don't believe the, we don't believe the survivors when it's a Democrat or a liberal. Me Too was started at the beginning of the Trump era. Let's be 100% clear about that. Well, it gained wheels during <laughs> well, the Kavanaugh. <laughs> but uh, uh, he built the automobile and really got it started with his attitudes. Well, they the, poured the gas in it on Brett Kavanaugh. The other one, just a really quickie remark. Uh, our good listener asked the question, uh, why don't we push back against Congress Amusers' partisan remarks? And really, we do not. Joe and I both hear these partisan remarks from Congress Amuser, and we think, oh, that's an, just an opinion. Oh, that's indefensible. Oh, that might not be true. But our our goal is to get these people on the line, let them talk their truth, and then we discuss it later. We don't interrupt him. We're not like Face the Nation, where she will not let Shut people up. talk <laughs> if if she hears something that they're saying is either not true or they disagree with or it's ultra-partisan. Well, you want, um, you want to know where these people are coming from, exactly. and you don't know if you don't ask them the question and listen to their answers. I am quite capable of interrupting and refuting everything Congressman Muser said, for example, uh, but... 
uh, we let him speak so his audience, the audience gets to hear him, and then I get the rest of the 90 minutes. All right. Well, we are you have... going to take that? Uh, can I participate, or is you just going to take it all? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> yes, you can You can have a few couple seconds. Gee, thanks. I really right. appreciate that. Uh, one email, and then back to the phone. All right, one email. Let's see here. Trump's speech was patriotic and full of substance? Really? What speech was he listening to? I heard Trump rant and rave for 90 minutes, promoting the big lie that he won the election, berating all of the congressmen who voted to impeach him, and on and on and on. No mention of the storming of our Capitol prompted by him, or mention of his total botch-up of the pandemic mess, or the fact that he tried to find votes in Georgia to flip his loss to a win. Move on, Dan. He's a loser, and Republicans best disconnect and get your party back on track and focus on some issues that benefit your constituents. All right. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah, that's why we don't interrupt Congressman (laughs) Muser. Well, but this is an opinion, and somebody voiced it succinctly. This is why we don't interrupt Congressman Muser, because we have uh, these good listeners to help us. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One caller waiting. One coming in. We'll go to Mike. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hi, gentlemen. This is Mike again. I just listened to what you said, and I just want to explain to you where I'm coming from. Obviously, I had a mom. I've been married. I have a daughter. In my neighborhood, if someone spoke like that about a woman, they would get the shellacking of their life. And I think it says a lot about someone when they say, you can grab a woman by their genitals, that's 50% of the population, and then get away with it. I don't understand where conservatives are coming from when they don't call him out big time and then vote him into an office like the presidency. I'll never get that, and I would never vote for him. So. Well, maybe it's a balance. You know, maybe uh, I, I didn't like, you know, I th- what uh, Joe would talk about individuals, and maybe Joe himself would say, I held my nose and voted for Trump, or I held my nose and voted for Biden, that kind of thing. You know, you don't like them, but they're much better than the alternative. I feel the same way about Cuomo, Clinton, anybody who, anybody who thinks they can lay their hands on women without the woman saying, yeah, I'm, I'm into it, I'm okay with it. They deserve to be, you know, taken to the woodshed. Okay, I agree with you, but it, in this day and age, there has to be there has to be proof. You know, with Brett Kavanaugh, it was a girl from his uh, college, high school days whose own friends couldn't corroborate her story. Here in Cuomo, you have three people, some with photographic evidence, and it's all recent since he's been in office. And there's where's the outrage here? Huh? Take him to the woodshed. What I'm saying is, <laughs> the evidence was clear with Donald Trump. It was on tape. Here's another one, too. You need a a little bit of insight for this. But the video of him standing next to Epstein, the freaking pedophile, glaring at women, they should get a lip reader and see what Donald was saying. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the same with. I'd like. I'd like to see the same same lip reader do the do that same thing with the email or the video of uh, Bill Clinton standing next to him. I'm with you. I am with you. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Shoved to the side. Let's get some people in there who respect. All people. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, anybody who touches a woman against her will, I don't think deserves to hold public office. 
I agree. Thank you so much, Mike. Really appreciate the call. Uh, Joe, up up here, start here. All right. Trump is a flawed person, as are all humans. I didn't vote for a perfect person. I voted for a fighter that puts America's interests before other nations' interests. If the President of the United States of America doesn't put the nation's interests ahead of other nations, who will? To not do so, in my opinion, shows to me they are a traitor to America. All right, Lance, stand by. We've got three open lines. One is Occupado. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We are talking about uh, is the Republican tent zipped open so that people can join it or zipped closed so nobody but a certain kind of individual can join. Well, we don't want to let in a rabid raccoon. All right. No one from Marktopia, please. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Reader's Choice. Joe, what do you got there? says, Congressman Muser, we want to be the big tent party, represent all people. 28 states are at this very time trying to make it harder for people to vote. And there is the real Republican way of governing. Yes, we want to know who you are when you vote. We we actually care that right, you cast right. a legitimate vote. We don't want you voting vote. on Sunday. We don't want blacks voting after church parties. And we definitely... Well, I don't care whether you vote on Sunday. Well, But as long as you identify yourself, I don't you care. monitor what's happening because uh, the, the world is... You, you prove that you're registered, you identify yourself, you can vote. sealing up the tent without I'll your I'll let you vote at consent. 3 in the morning. They're sealing up the tent <laughs> without your knowledge or consent. Lance, you're on the mark. Well, I think, as I've said many times, why I like Trump is the fact that he's not a baby-killing, gun-grabbing, criminal-coddling military and police hater. So better than the opposition. That's what I said. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Oh, really? That's what, what I'm talking about. Uh, I think a party that purports to be the most kind and compassionate that there is out there can <laughs> listen to baby heartbeats and then turn thumbs down on them. I mean, come on, pal. They're, uh, they're sort of like uh, the serial killer. Okay? And they uh, go investigate the guy and they find out why well he was a volunteer at the animal shelter here's a picture with all these little kittens all around (laughs) (laughs) i mean really there are people that uh that have done that was one fellow was uh, worked at the botanical gardens volunteer and they talked about how lovingly you would transplant the seedlings you know and talk to them you know he's just a wonderful Old fella, <laughs> yeah. Until they found a couple of bodies in his freezer, you know. 
and I think this is just I I swear I look at the Democratic Party. I mean, they got to be. Uh, you think they've got bodies in the freezer, do you, Lance? Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. But when I uh, actually had the skills fall from my eyes, because I was a whacked out liberal when I was younger, that's for sure. And um, after I'd recovered from it, I sort of felt like the guy that was talking about after he'd recovered from a mental illness. If you look back on it and said, I couldn't believe that was me. That wasn't me. It couldn't have not been me. But it sure was. And talk about Cuomo now. He is a man who really enjoys abusing his power, and I can see how that would, um, you know, follow into what he's in trouble with with the women. Because well, the NRA, he vowed to put them out of business, put us out of business. So what he did said that uh, any bank or financial institution that does business with them will incur whatever wrath I could give them. Well, it wasn't long until First Bank Card uh, dropped the NRA credit cards, which I had for years, you know. And then, uh, curiously, a little after that, after um, Capital One had come up as being really uh, anything but pro-gun, why well, I had a Capital One card and that was dropped too. Now my credit is just about eight hundred, so I don't think they would have been throwing me out for any other reason. And uh, uh, also with uh, Wayne Lapierre, why well, they had no absolute proof that anybody was doing anything wrong, and yet they brought the uh, charges against us anyway. And I hope. It's going to cost the taxpayers of New York a real bundle till the whole thing's done. Okay. All right. To be continued. Thank you so much, Lance. Really appreciate yeah, thanks, your good viewpoints. Uh, always yeah. good to hear from Glad you. Glad you recovered from that serious illness you had when you were younger. Uh, I already cut him off. Liberalism. <laughs> oh, that that dilemma. Right. <laughs> I thought you were talking. I, meant, I thought no, we no, missed no. an ailment here. Well, I guess he said he felt right. like he had been recovering. Ailment. Okay. Right. Well, I used to be a Republican, so I'm glad to say I've recovered. Well, no, actually, I think you've turned, taken a turn for the worse. Actually, I didn't really <laughs> want to switch to Democrat. I just wanted to support some good candidates. And when I went back to the Republican tent, they zipped the door closed before. Well, like I, could I said, get in. we don't want to let in a rabid raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Upper right hand corner. The two point three billion dollar tax cut by the Republican party was $400 billion more than the Biden plan and was passed under reconciliation with zero Democratic votes. Wow, Dan, what about that? Tom, I think he's referring to Dan Muser. Yes, Because Dan, Dan, the other this Dan, is, hasn't uh, called in today. sentences right there. Your guest host yesterday, a person of faith, self-proclaimed born again, would not speak against young kids being able to decide their sex without parental consent, but Trump's bad? <laughs> yeah, that's a big topic. Thank you so much uh, for the email. If you wish to join the email queue, you can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. You're still looking at the screen. Do you want to read something else? Said I would I would have liked to have asked. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's too long. That's we too have long. two okay. callers waiting, so let's get to them. Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. From Shemokin. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yesterday, uh, Joe, there were two lawyers on the show. One was Meckley, and the other was a guy by the name of Mark Lawrence who kept defending him. Uh, well, I hope he got his pay. Uh, <laughs> I'm bad counsel. I got fired. You got fired. Well, okay, you deserve that. But uh, uh, 
Mr. Methley is about as much a Republican as Benedict Arnold is a patriot. It just he cannot, in his own uh, with, with his own actions, uh, defend his stances. But uh, and if you talk about in- inclusiveness of the Republican Party, look at the number of votes that Trump got from and that increased in both in all the minorities, in the unions, in women. Uh, and and that just is going to keep growing because of the policies that Biden is is, is pushing. Uh, their their base, the Repo- the Democratic base, is obviously the urban base where they get the people out. And uh, uh, congrats, they did it. Uh, they won the election based on that. Now whether it was all a good vote is another story. Uh, and I guess lastly, again, if you want to talk about Trump and what he says as compared to what he does. That man had more mics on him, more spies, and more rats in his camp than China probably has in this country <laughs> for four or five years. Anything he said just lit him up. Just even at the time he said Clorox as a cure uh, or, or so. And, and, and then they took that and ran with it on the news media because they, they have nothing else. There's no proof of what he's saying other than his gesture. Well, it became Clorox Gate. Uh, pardon? It became Clorox Gate, a big scandal. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff. So, again, you come back to substance. What the man did substantively uh, did a lot for this country. Now, whether he's going to be the best candidate at this point in time, I just still think he's king. Uh, whether he wants to be the king again, that is going to tell the story in about two years, I think, um, after the next uh, election. My, fa- my favorite was the one where uh, he said that the American military personnel were losers and suckers. Even people who were there say he didn't say it, and yet the left just perpetuated that, you know, oh, you call our military people suckers, which is so out of character for Donald Trump. I mean, anybody who believes that, they, they just have Trump derangement syndrome. No, I agree. It's, it's it, Over and over it happened uh, for four years like that, so... Again, they have a mic on him. They've got everything he says, and and that's all they can use against him is his words. But what his policies have done have done much more good for this country. Right. Agree with you there. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And tomorrow, the Mark's going to run a news story on our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. A very, very upper right-hand corner, the top, and we'll go down right. this list. I'm not a, fa- a fan of Cuomo, but how is asking a woman if you can kiss her sexual harassment? Oh, really? I thought that's doing what you're supposed to do, ask for permission. But, you know, you think you would have some relationship with the person. You just don't walk up to women on the street and say, hey, baby, may I kiss you? Well, that's true. Plus, it's a word. Workplace where that's inappropriate. No, it was at a wedding. This was at a wedding. Okay, in a well, work related individual. All three of them or all at no, weddings? No, the one that where he asked the woman to kiss her, oh, okay. kiss her, was the at a wedding. One. Right. The well, and one. the other aspect of this is, is not so much uh, the uh, incident, but the power relationship. You know, if you have a person of power, male or female, and encourages and uh, nurtures uh, sexual or intimate relationship with a person who's their inferior within the ranks, and the balance is off. It's like Bill right. Clinton. Was it bad that he touched another woman while he was married? Well, certainly that's not ideal, and it's it's unethical. But the issue was she's an intern, and he's the president. The power disproportion was pathetic. I mean, it was and really... Throwing the distant. fact that it was in the Oval Office of the uh, White House. It was, well, and that's all that's inappropriate, but the big thing was that he used his power to... I mean, you could say he used his power to seduce her or to, to just tip the scales in his, in his favor. But the the fact that he asked her for a kiss, that's one thing, but he had his hands on her face when he did it. Well, yeah, okay, 
So it's bad all the way around. Yeah, cool. you can stick a fork in Cuomo. He's done. Okay. Right there. John Meckley needs to open his eyes. The Republican Party has expanded its tent with more minorities under the tent with broad range of ideas than ever before. All right. So it's happening already, and we just don't know it. It's happening. The tent is so sealed up, we can't even see that they're open and interested inside. So so please text me a response to that, Stan. You're, you're off the wall, brother. <laughs> Eric, last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Did, did my ears deceive me, or one of the last sentences Mr. Muser said he wants to, his goal is to turn Pennsylvania into Texas? Mm. Did he say he wants to turn Pennsylvania into Texas? He said he wants to make us more like Texas. Is Mr. Muser so uh, blind to what's going on, the the crisis that's still going on down in Texas? Is he he that unknowledgeable? Or or does he really want us to become a state which is so deregulated that we can have an ass catastrophe happen because of, uh, of cold temperatures? Terrible to say, but, you know, sometimes when someone's talking, we have to do something internal in the studio, and Mark and I may have been talking off mic at that time. I don't remember him saying yeah, I don't that. remember that, but his, his, uh, when he spoke loud, his voice cut out, and that was, I think, one of the times. I happened to listen. I was listening, and it was one of the, <laughs> I call it infortuitous times. It didn't cut out <laughs> in an ideal time. Yeah, Joe, we hate to think that you guys don't actually listen to your, your we, we do. Who are on the air like we are. <laughs> we do, but if no, they're, but they're, Eric, well, let me, let me, let me finish, Eric, me, let me, let me finish. Uh, there are times in this business where you need to communicate with each other, and it, if uh, you have a pause when someone's answering a question, you have a brief moment to make a comment or to check on something, and that sometimes does happen in this business. Go ahead. Okay. But uh, if he didn't say that, I heard that, and certainly if he did not say that, I invite all the callers to call that call in who who uh, are uh, you know make comments on my comments. I invite people to call in. That's what my point is. I love it when people criticize those of us who have the guts to call in right. and then send in just texts and so forth and don't actually stand in front of the mic and uh, open themselves up for uh, their own opinions and and perhaps being. Uh, not seen as having the same opinion as they have. Well, some people uh, can't I'd like call people in. call in so we can have a discourse. And one thing that concerns me when you have on someone like uh, Representative Muser, you never give us a chance to question him, or rarely. Eric, our phone system doesn't allow argue, arguing. It doesn't even allow us to talk to the guests. Once the guests start speaking, we really can't interrupt them if they're on the phone, like you. Like occasionally we have to put you on hold so that we can refute or. So or, that you or, can hear us. Talk, right, so you can hear us. But uh, it's the same with a congressman user. We can't match up two people on the phone. They will not hear each other if they're both speaking. And so so it just doesn't work. But over and above that, we invite him on because his comments and his opinions have relevance to the people in this his district. And allowing him an unfettered access to speak his piece is what we're all about. That's what what makes this country great. We give the guy the time to expound on his views and the time to present his defense for what he believes, and without being cra- uh, you know harangued or to uh, ambushed, if you will with other people's opinions. You get to call in afterwards and express your opinion about what he had to say. This is why we have Eric. And if you want to call, if you want him to hear what you have to say, call his office. 
you know, uh, when is uh, Mr. Keller going to be on again? Well, he's always invited, but he declines to come on. He doesn't even return. Oh, why would that be, Mark? I. Th- I think because he didn't like our sharp criticism of the fact, mine, that he wouldn't debate people during the last election. That's my theory. Uh-huh. But, see, if you don't return my texts or calls or emails, then you never get to find out. But he is always invited. Oh, he is always as an open well, I'd, mic. L- I'd love to have him come on and have some of his constituents. And I'm not Mr. Amuser's constituent. I'm Mr. Keller's constituent. But I, I do. I you could not believe my ears when he said... And it was like the second or third to the end of what he was saying. We need to make Pennsylvania more like Texas, or he referred Texas and Pennsylvania together like it would be a good thing. No, we'll listen and to it I later. I cannot we'll believe that he is that head in the sand so much that he didn't realize what happened down in Texas those past several weeks. Well, we will. We will. Uh, I have a relative down there who's giving me updates, and according to her, and she lives in Austin, and she says that Texas politics is run so much by the power brokers down there, power meaning those generating power. That, mm. that nothing else can get done, and they're really running the state. That's what my, my cousin says. So gotcha. That's all, all I right. can take. Well, we have a listener you, in Eric. Texas, Larry G., who communicates with us all the right. time and often tells us what's going on down there. He's our truth detector for Texas. Uh, I'd like to hear if he, how he's making out down there, whether his water's back on or his power's back on, or whether he's still a great supporter of great Texas politics at this point. I know the power's back on. I don't remember him saying anything about water. So, All right. Thank uh, you so much, Eric. Thanks for checking thank in. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate Always it. Always glad Bye-bye. to hear from you. And speaking of people who uh, comment on others, who uh, are on the phone. One of our texters says, Eric, Texas is so bad that their population is growing while blue states' populations decreasing, all because of policies in both states. All right. And here you go. Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. The lawyer that you had on yesterday needs to be told in a kind way you need to find a new party or you need to read the GOP platform for the Republican Party. Donald Trump was right. We don't need a new party. I would have liked to have asked him, did you vote for President Trump when he ran both times? That's the way to check and make sure you are a Republican. If you didn't, you are not a Republican. Well, I believe John was quite on record that he wasn't voting <laughs> he for President didn't Trump. Didn't in 2016 right. and didn't in 2020. Well, and I think that is precisely the attitude that uh, John is fighting, this idea that if you are a Republican, you have to think exactly the same way. It's like being a lemming or a, a sycophant of President Trump. You have to think this way or you're wrong. You have to kiss the golden statue at CPAC and you have to be this way if you're don't, and you hear somebody who's a Republican speak in another way, you have a meltdown. And well, that's saw, what we had yesterday. I saw a meme that somebody had a group of people around a, um, a golden Donald Trump and saying they were praying to him. <laughs> now, come on. Get serious. Nobody's praying to Donald Trump. You know, he is not God. He doesn't pretend to be God. He's preying on them. But let's face it, you know, he has embodied something for the Republicans that they haven't had for a while. He has turned the party, I think, back to the working people's party. He, instead of the rich people, he has been trying to find, bring industry back to this country, trying to bring jobs back to this country. You know, the Democrats talk about good family-sustaining wages, but Barack Obama was saying, well, there's no magic wand to bring these jobs back. But Trump tried. 
he gave it he gave it all he had, and I think he succeeded in some regards. Right. So I don't think what do we do? We vilify the guy for having success. <laughs> I think it's the president's behavior and some of his policies right, that we distribute. Behavior. No, but his policies too. Remember this this idea that uh, you know race is just something to be brought up this year, but the rest of the time, all of his policies don't help people of color. We know that to be true. And no, no, we don't know that to be true. I don't think his policies well, harm black people. I think you're, Name me one that harm, harm black people. I think your bias is, is no, in the way. Well, I'll, come up with my 20, I'll come up with 20 policies. But you can't give me better. one right now. Can I think of one right now that hurt people, black of, people, of, people of, of color? color. Um, how about when most of the uh, Black Lives Matters protests that got uh, that turned into some confrontations, they were being handled locally, but the president said we need the U.S. military to go in and to quell them. And uh, but they weren't if, being handled locally. If looting starts, shooting starts. Does that not hurt minorities? That if people who are crying out uh, and, and need to be heard, that the, cl- the best way to deal with that is to shoot them. So, in other words, breaking the law is okay as long as you have a reason you like. Well, looting. In other words, if I decide to break the law, homicide's a felony. Well, so. he didn't. He didn't advocate killing anybody. So it's okay if you upgrade. He didn't advocate killing anybody. Lots of the president's policies hurt a lot of people. There's no argument about there. Then why are so many black people supporting him? Why did his support among black people actually rise. His support among Hispanics rise. And why did, because they think for themselves. And why did 10 million more people say absolutely positively no way to another term, even though the Democrats didn't even have a good candidate? If they had imagined what the margin would have because been. Because they voted have, against the, the man, yeah, the, the right. kind of loudmouth bully that people perceive him to be. I it, mean, I could have easily voted against him if that were the only criteria. They voted against the man and the mistake that was President Donald oh, Trump. brother. All right, one eight hundred. What do we have now? A guy that needs to be prompted by his wife to figure out what word he wants to use. Well, we hit the dump button on the White House, so we got rid of the the biggest <laughs> dilemma. Now we have another dilemma, and in two years, when he resigns, or in four years, when he's done, then will the Republicans or the Democrats have a wide open office? They'll be able to select the best man or woman for the job. But here's the thing. As a Republican, I don't think Donald Trump should run again in four years. I think he was... Oh, no, definitely not. He yeah, was he divisive in, with respect to the fact that... I think he, he lost he, for a reason. He couldn't He couldn't connect with everybody. I mean, he had, he had to air all his grievances. He reminded me of a guy who was constantly celebrating Festivus and the airing of the grievances. <laughs> if he had just kept his mouth shut and done his job, I think he would have won an, an, a resounding real election. One of our listeners sends us a text and says, I thought you two were going to take a break. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. It's okay. not Rob either. Somebody else. All right. 1-800-795-9565. lines occupied. Three are open. Prove me wrong. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners uh, from Sealands Grove sends a text, uh, says, I wonder if Joe thinks, or who Joe thinks would be a good Republican candidate for president in 2024. Nikki Haley. Yeah. Mike Pence. Possibly. And how about somebody not on the radar? Uh, well, I, if you check with the CPAC, the overwhelming choice down there was the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Okay. And can followed you... Followed re- by the governor, Governor Nome. Can of you Kansas. recruit... 
John Kasich, or is that improper to recruit somebody? Well, I, I don't think we need him. He's one of the rabid raccoons that no, tried to muscle into right. the tent. This, so this open and inclusive <laughs> tent, it, it, it has open doors. The trouble is rodents keep coming in. All right, there we go. That's <laughs> Thank you, John Mickley. All right, Dennis, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for your patience. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. I, I must say John Meckley really um, stimulated a response yesterday. I, um, more I of, more of a meltdown, in. but anyway, go ahead. A meltdown, yes. I tried to call in for like 45 minutes, and you just could not get through. Well, we broke a record. Dan waited one half hour to get on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that really was something. I, I did send an email, you know, in response to John, and it was, you know, him sitting there, saying that he's a moderate Republican, but yet saying he didn't vote for him in the second time because he's a liar. And I mean, it just just struck me that you can't possibly be Republican <laughs> and see what he did, you know, for the good of the country and, and, and sit there and say that. And, and his biggest issue was the, the stop the steal that he says he keeps promoting the fact that the election was stolen. And as I said in my email... I went to bed at 10.30 on November 3rd, and I looked at the results, and Trump was ahead in every swing state from 5 to 15 points. Yeah, but were the mail-in ballots added yet? No. Well, why weren't they added? That's my point. Why were they on November 4th dumped at 3 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, most places didn't start counting mail-in ballots until, uh, you know, 8 p.m. or later. Would you like the mail-in ballots opened earlier than that? Because that's a big question, whether that should happen. Well, I think it should. Okay. And, but the the point of it is is that it, it doesn't make sense, and this is the point that I'm getting at, is that we're being told by many people, I'm not saying you, but others, just accept the fact this is it. There's like 74 million of us out here saying it doesn't make sense, it doesn't add up, <laughs> there's too many irregularities. And instead of reaching out with an olive branch from those who feel it was legitimate, we keep getting poked in the eye. Just accept it. Boom. Forget it. And this is why I think so many people are frustrated and why it just keeps going around and round that it was stolen. Well, we all know that the Democrats, such a great example, set a great example after President Trump won the first time, how they all pulled behind him and, you know, supported him. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the other part of this is people calling in, question his, you know, ability about how he talks about women and stuff. Do we not all have a right to change and be sorry for what we've probably said in the past? I mean, I, God forbid the things I might have said in high school, I wouldn't went out there if I was running for public office. Well, I don't think President Trump was sorry about his behavior. I don't think he ever owned up to it. If that's a factor in this discussion, I, I don't I think, think it is. I think he defended his comments to Billy Bush as saying it was locker room talk. Right. That doesn't mean it was appropriate. But right. it was also before the election. Right. Well, it was before he was running for president. Well, did he behave right. pretty much around women when he was in office? I oh, there have been no allegations of him molesting anybody in the Oval Office. Right. All of that is before he was president. And, yeah, and I, I don't know of anything since the time he announced that could be pinned on him except his past. <laughs> and we're all entitled to a good reputation. We're all entitled to change our ways and be different people. So... Uh, these people that are calling in saying biblically, I don't think he's God. And then, you know, I'm a staunch supporter. I don't think he should run in also 2024. I think his time came and it went. I think he could be a strong promoter of whoever, you know, would be a good candidate. And I can't name who. But 
you know, I don't think his time is coming again in 2024. I agree with right. you. I got gotcha, you, Dennis. Thank you so much. All right. Yep, Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, one email there, right there, the one that's showing. Any chance the loss of the White House and the Senate was because of Donald Trump? Not sure of uh, betting on that. Horse again in the future is a wise decision considering these past results. And that's what I agree with. I'm a, like Trump or not, I think he cost them the Senate. In Georgia, with right. his no argument there. claim that the election was stolen and he wouldn't back off. Right. And the more he campaigned for him, the worse the Republicans did. Uh, read this one and then we're done. I intend to speak my mind about one thing that really irks me concerning your program. You seem to cut off people who don't quite go with your thinking. So much for the open-minded people. Oh, this is all about me, not you. Oh, this is okay. from yesterday. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't me. I listened to your program on Monday and was annoyed that anyone who didn't agree with you or you or went on and on reasoning and their own opinions were shut down. Come on, Mark. I thought this was an opinion program, meaning everyone's opinion counts because it's their opinion. Seems if they don't lean to the left like you tend to do, you cut them off. Oh, my gosh, your confirmation bias is in full sight. That was the most open show we ever had. People like Van and Joseph and Dan, they had six, seven, eight minutes with completely open mic. But did you cut them off at the end? Uh, Dan, we had to cut off because he was going to introduce a new topic at the conclusion of uh, six minutes. But um, I think, um, I, I hate to tell you this, uh, M.E., you don't hear the show the same way other people do. You hear it, of course, uh, looking for important things that support your great viewpoints, and uh, I think that's a great reason to listen, but you won't hear them from me, but lots of people had open mic and talked about all their ideas until they were finished yesterday. So. Nice job of filling in the hole you dug for yourself. Well, I, you know, this <laughs> it was one of the best shows we've ever had. It was completely open. Everybody had an open mic. All right, Dan, stand by, and we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Okay, right to the phones, two minutes apiece. Dan is first. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Why, I agree with everything Dennis just got done saying. And, you know, Trump's really not out of the picture. He could run again. But I agree with Dennis. He probably won't. But he, there's. I'd like to see somebody run outside of the establishment and uh, Ted Cruz is too much in the establishment. I'd rather see someone else like Sarah Palin. We could get our first woman president. There's a great person who was largely started the Tea Party movement, ran for vice president, 
didn't make it on, with her partner. But I'd like to see someone outside. DeSantis it might be a great idea, or else Donald Trump Jr. That's my picks to run. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get too many endorsements from the Republicans. I don't think that um, that uh, Sarah oh, Palin has distinguished herself since leaving, uh, being on the ticket, and since leaving as governor of Alaska. I mean, she resigned rather than finish out her term and run for reelection. I don't think she's emblematic of the Republican Party or where the Republican Party wants to go. Governor DeSantis, on the other hand, has certainly proven that opening up his state and keeping the businesses going and keeping people working still hasn't caused a, a worse pandemic there than it did in other places. I mean, he's, he's I think, the gold standard of pandemic leadership, not Cuomo. And exactly. well, there's a lot of good yep, leaders exactly. out there to select. We don't need Sarah Palin. In <laughs> the election he ran down there, they had their count in early. It's a perfect example of how an election should be run. Right. All they right, were in there. Oh, and time to go. Thank you so no much, question. Dan. Yeah. You guys that's, have that's a great You too, Dan. Take hey, care. You too, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, Chris, last caller of the day. You're on the mark. Hey, Mark. You had a very good pun there on Prey, but I don't think many people caught it. <laughs> Thank you. I say yeah. a couple, they, they, but the people don't get them. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the People get so upset over rhinos, I'll tell you. They really just think they should be uh, censored. It's the Republican... Out of the party. The Republican lemming party. Yeah, cancel them out. Cancel them out. No, that's sure. the Democrats who want to cancel no, them. No, 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 no. That's the Republicans who've <laughs> always no, done no, that No, no, no. Republicans invented yes, cancel have. culture. Let's be clear. <laughs> I think, let, let me tell you, I think John Meckley represents a wing of the Republican Party that should be more vocal than it has been. And I think well, that's yeah, what would lead to the strength uh, of the party. You're, you're one of them, uh, except for uh, the second term of Trump, where you actually voted for him, and you had second thoughts. After you saw what a ass he was after the election, but not quite enough second thoughts. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's refer to him as a posterior in the future, all right? Okay, a posterior in the future, past and present. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and it didn't, uh, he hasn't attracted that much of a minority vote to the Republicans. He did, he did best among Hispanics. And he did. He increased, he increased by about Lost 15%. Lost Asians, gained Hispanics, gained and gained whites. slightly in the black vote. He picked up the misogynist wing of the <laughs> male pop, black population, apparently. Oh, so in other words, any black person who voted for Donald Trump is a any misogynist. Any right. voted for Trump is flawed. <laughs> right. Well, now we understand. And this is I good democratic thinking, right? Because it gives you the chance to say your nonsense again. <laughs> Me say you my think nonsense. That might have had something to do with it, though. Chris, you're the Eastern distributor of nonsense. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but we're out of time anyway, so you'll have to call back and distribute tomorrow. Thanks oh, for calling. Maybe <laughs> call earlier. I'll call earlier, Bye. then we can get your comments in early. And thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who listened today and everybody who called. It is an open phones day tomorrow. I swear I will let and you speak. And we're going to talk about Dr. Seuss and the Democrats trying to can him. Oh, it's not Democrats. It's the whole organization that puts out Dr. Seuss books that started it. Anyway, this is WKOK Sunbury.